Hello, friends, and welcome to 2022 and the Potluck Podcast. I'm Jared Cornut. Join my co-host Matt Hensley and Alan Murray. Guys, happy New Year! How was your uh, New Year's Eve? How was your Christmas? How are you guys doing? It was wonderful. We had a good time. Uh, Christmas uh, was the normal family stuff that you deal with. Of course, part of that was also my mom sharing that we're going to put my dad on hospice. So it was a little heavy, uh, but we still had a good time together. New Year's Eve, we stayed up until a little past midnight uh, because my girls have now wised up to the fact that I used to play like East Coast stuff and try and pull that off at 10, changing the clocks, all of that they, they now know. And uh, so we stayed up for the Lone Star Bash and uh, had a great time with that. And then today uh, they kicked off the new year in my office by helping me reorganize my study or not really reorganize, uh, but to organize it in general because there's just books floor to ceiling, wall to wall, on the floor, there's basically a pathway to get in and a pathway to get out and you may not make it out if something falls. So. Uh, We've got a little bit of normalcy and uh, so forth coming into that room. And so uh, we blessed them with some Slurpees for their hard work. And my daughter had the audacity to say, Dad, you should donate some of these books. And so anyway, uh, she had to walk home. So but we're doing we're doing well. How are you doing, Jay Allen? I feel like I haven't seen y'all in a little while. So it's good to see you all. How are you, Murray? Yeah, we haven't seen one another since last year. Yeah, I'm doing well. We we had a great Christmas. I had a good New Year, very Southern New Year. Had uh, greens and black-eyed peas and cornbread and pork. And um, it is finally January. We have had like 75 up to 80 degree weather for the past two weeks. And today a cold front has come in and it has dropped like 25 degrees since I got up this morning. So I'm doing well. It feels like January for, for once. We had a good Christmas as well, and then I got to spend New Year's Eve uh, watching my alma mater uh, win their semifinal playoff game, and I got to watch it from a box at AT&T Stadium. All-you-can-eat food, you know, uh, all the drinks you can want, whether alcoholic or non-alcoholic, Baptist here, so I had Dr. Pepper, all the Dr. Pepper I could want. Um, great view of the game. We won. That was great. And then we celebrated New Year's Day by going to Babe's Chicken. If you know, you know. And uh, we had a great time um, eating there as well. I do know. And so my question is, what was your choice of chicken? I went went chicken tenders this time. Uh, I've been going smoked chicken previously, but I said I'll do some chicken tenders. Of course, the mashed potatoes, the corn, the biscuits. uh, And then they had some black eyed peas for New Year's Day. And so we had that as well. Yeah, we there there was quite the discussion when I went a uh, week or so ago because she came out and said, basically, you have five meats to choose from. And I said, no, you have two. There's chicken and catfish. There's four different ways that y'all prepare the chicken. And so we went back and forth and uh, and my daughters were like, dad, let it go. And so I let it go. So chicken fried it. chicken, chicken tenders, smoked Ooh. chicken, fried chicken on the bone, catfish. 
Oh, glory. Alan, next time you're in the Great Republic of Texas, we got to go. Sounds good to me. Uh, just don't get me exposed to COVID, and we'll go out to eat. Oh, that's unfortunate. What happened last time Alan was here, he decided to get exposed to COVID, and we didn't get, we had plans to eat some great brisket, and uh, they get to at his age. I mean, you know, it's a very vulnerable thing. So yeah, you know, when you're Alan's age, COVID. Very careful with this. You have to so. be careful with COVID no matter what, but at Alan's age, we just can't we can't risk that. Yeah, and so we actually that. put him in a bubble uh, for two weeks, and uh, that's that. Well, hey, it's 2022. Uh, looking back on 2021, there was a, a lot that happened in the SBC. I, I know Lottie Moon blew past the, the goal. Uh, that was a big one, right? The $175 million goal uh, raised almost $178 million. We just found out that our church uh, gave almost $36,000 this year to Lottie Moon, so we were excited about that. I know Farmersville, y'all gave a, a good chunk of money up that way. Uh, Alan, did y'all meet y'all's Lottie Moon goal? We we did not meet our goal. We exceeded it. Our goal was $1,500, and we collected $2,775. I've seen a lot of that on, on social media. A lot of guys that uh, their churches are exceeding it. So I'll be interested to see what this one is. A lot happened in 2021. Uh, Matt, you got some stuff pulled up. What are, what are some of the big stories? Uh, yeah, there, there was a few big stories, the biggest, of course, being my election. I'm just kidding. No, there was significant leadership transitions. We saw the departures of three SBC entity leaders, two of which were unplanned, that being Russell Moore and Ronnie Floyd. And then, of course, we know about O.S. Hawkins, who had announced his intention to retire. That has now taken place. Hans Dilbeck is in that role. And of course, there is the process ongoing for the ERLC and the executive committee. We also had some uh, state convention departures with Kevin uh, Smith leaving the Baptist Convention of Maryland, Delaware, and also John Upton, uh, who retired from the Baptist Journal Association of Virginia. No replacements yet from there. Uh, there was great stories about some baptisms, uh, obviously the ongoing pandemic that we're all dealing with, uh, some other entity news with the uh, petition on the North American Mission Board with the Supreme Court of the United States and its ongoing case involving a lawsuit against the board filed by a former Southern Baptist State Executive Director and more. You touched on Lottie. There's been some strong giving uh, through the cooperative program, through Annie, through uh, Lottie and so forth, disaster relief. We touched on that a few weeks ago. Uh, there's been a lot of stuff happening. Uh, and I think 2022 offers more of the same. Yeah, as we look forward to 2022, uh, as we were talking before we hit record, you guys were just beaming with optimism for what uh, 2022 yes. looks like for Southern Baptist. Best year yet. Uh, what do you think some of the big things are going to be? Obviously, we got a convention coming in Anaheim. Um, let, let's start there. How many uh, how many messengers do you think are going to attend? I mean, think about it. The West Coast is usually typically like 5,000, very small. How many messengers do you think in Anaheim? Because of – It has the, nothing to do with the pastor's conference. Oh, well, never mind. I got nothing then. No, you don't have a number? You don't have a guess? <laughs> I was going to say because of the wonderful – Pastors' conference is being planned. There's going to be sixteen thousand. Is that really your number? That's my number. Is, you think it's going to exceed Nashville? Yeah. Why not? Okay, Alan. What do you think? Well, I don't think it's going to exceed Nashville. Uh, it is in West Coast. It's a lot more cost. Um, I, I think it's realistic to say that we may break ten again. Um, 
you know, listen to our friends over at SBC this week, hearing Jonathan talk about the number of hotels that have already been booked, way exceeding what's normally been done. Um, I think we may be around 10. Um, we may break it. We may not. 16,000, I think not. Um, you know, but maybe so. That would be good. I love when people are involved in the process, but I, I think we'll have quite a crowd in Anaheim. Plus I, I Disneyland's there. Yeah, we're going to Disneyland. I uh, hate to have this pastor's conference, but we're really looking forward to Disneyland. <laughs> That's, I am too. Um, I think 10,756 is the number. And that's how many are going to show up in Anaheim, which will be huge uh, for that. Obviously, we've got the um, report from the Sex Abuse Task Force that's going to come out this year. We don't really have any idea what that's going to look like, uh, but it, it'll probably be uh, something that we're going to have to deal with, obviously. And it could be tough. Um, Matt, when is the, when is the, fir- the first report comes out 30 days before the annual meeting, right? And so the, the, we'll get the first report there, and then it will also be reported at the convention. And so we'll first hear about that in May. And so that's that's coming up. That's that's big time. Uh, we got these entity positions that we need to fill. I think 2022 is going to be a year of good and good and bad. I think we're going to have some good hires. I think we're going to uh, maybe get on the path that we need to get on. But I think there's also going to be a reckoning with our past, and we're going to have to deal with that. And that's kind of what I feel like 2022 will be, be a reckoning of our past, while also uh, paving the path forward for where we're going to go at Southern Baptist. And what I hope and pray is that CP numbers continue to rise, Lottie Moon, Andy Armstrong continue to rise in the midst of the reckoning because of the hope that we see going forward. What about you guys? Well, I'm always optimistic uh, because of the hope of the gospel uh, and the work of the Great Commission. And essentially, you know, who we are as Southern Baptist or Great Commission Baptist, if you you go with that moniker, it's in the name. Uh, I'm always hopeful that we're going to keep doing kingdom work uh, that our churches are going to support that, as we've seen with Lottie, as we've seen it with Annie. Um, I'm optimistic in the work that's going on there and the work that's going on in the seminaries. Uh, but like you, I, I think that there there may be some difficult things that we're going to have to face moving forward. I mean, we, we're a convention of sinful people uh, that do sinful things. And, you know, we don't always get along. We're a big family with way too many crazy uncles. And so I think we'll probably see some difficulties ahead. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm hopeful. Uh, again, for the work of the gospel, and I'm not pessimistic. Um, I, I just I said it in my sermon this past Sunday as a New Year's sermon. I said even the cockiest of health, wealth, and prosperity preachers probably wouldn't say that 2022 is going to be your best year yet, uh, because the last two years have just been incredibly difficult. But God has been incredibly faithful. Do you think that we're still going to be dealing with COVID at the annual meeting? Because that'll be interesting being in California. Yeah, I think so. You know, and we we certainly have the uncertainty of if there's going to be the vaccine requirement or the test requirement or any kind of health screenings that, you know, the SBC this week people are going to dive into and and have some of the explainers for that. I think that's still going to be an issue because, as we've seen with the, you know, the new variant that's up and uh, right now it's more of a shocker of who doesn't have it right now and uh, and so forth. So. Thankfully, at least what we're seeing in many cases is a much less severe. So maybe this is something that's going to flame out a little bit. Uh, but I think it's still going to be something that's with us, uh, perhaps at some point moving into that endemic side of things. And it's just with us and uh, we just have to adapt adapt to it. Uh, but yeah, it's probably still going to be with us. The question probably is going to be, will we mask up? Will we have to have vaccines or at least proof of a negative test? Some of that kind of stuff, uh, which... I will say would lessen perhaps the numbers that I've shared earlier. I do hope that it's 16,000 
but you start throwing some of that in there and maybe that drops down just a little bit. And the rest of those are just outside, just picketing uh, about whatever we're doing. So who knows? I don't think we have 16,000 regardless. That's just, maybe I'm a pessimist. I don't know. Maybe Alan's been affecting me too much in my in my daily walk. So uh, anything else you guys think 2022? I mean, do you think we're in all these positions filled? Uh, ERLC has been vacant for a, a while now. Um, and uh, do you think there'll be any more surprise um, openings that happen in the next year? I don't know about surprise openings. Uh, I would assume that the ERLC has a candidate at some point in the near future. Uh, I think you, you'll one of you two will have to correct me, but I believe that Roland uh, was pretty clear about waiting until the new year to name the interim and then getting that process going. So we're, I don't see any way that we have an EC uh, person in, in terms of the annual meeting, somebody that we already know at that point, uh, they'll probably be in that process, but I don't see that happening. Uh, but hopefully maybe a ERLC got either from within or, or outside. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised by, but I don't, I don't really foresee any other surprise openings. Yeah, I definitely think that the ERLC uh, will probably be filled by June uh, or at least be really close. Um, I would think, you know, that they're not going to rush it, uh, but, you know, having over a year that they would uh, have somebody or at least be really close by then. I'm with you. I don't think the EC will be filled by then. And as far as other openings, um, we've had a just constant flow of openings for like the last four or five years. So nothing surprises me uh, anymore with the amount of openings that we have uh, on a national level and even on state level uh, as things open up and people move around, you know, um, that would not surprise me. I I don't have any predictions uh, by any means. I don't expect anybody to go anywhere, but it would not surprise me. Yeah. It's it's in a a world of chaos. It has seemed like for Southern Baptist for the, well, not just for Southern Baptist, for the whole world uh, for the past two years. I saw somebody tweet the other day and said, who knew that 2020 was going to be a trilogy? Uh, so hopefully hopefully it starts to calm down this year, but I think we've all kind of given up hope on that. We'll, we'll see what happens uh, with the Southern Baptist Convention going into 2022. I think there's lots of reasons to be optimistic, and I think there's reasons to uh, know that it'll be uh, difficult as, as well as we deal with some of these things. Yeah, I was going to say there's there's – there's certainly plenty of reasons to be optimistic. We've got six great presidents at our seminaries, got great stuff happening at NAM, IMB. Uh, of course, as we've been talking about through the cooperative program, Lottie, Annie, all of that is strong. So obviously that mission is still going forward. Like I said, perhaps what would dampen some of that, at least the excitement level, maybe what we find out in the task force or, or whatnot, or if there's uh, more, uh, you know, tomfoolery in the annual meeting, that kind of deal. Uh, but I think when we look at the SBC right now, I, I do see it as very healthy. When we at least look at our entities and the churches uh, that are out there, the preachers that are proclaiming the gospel, as we shared on the, uh, the pastor's conference selection process, those that we were able to listen to, people I'd never heard of, are faithfully preaching the word week in and week out. Uh, so God is very faithful. We, we know that. Uh, the mission is still going forward. We know that. Uh, and, and there are some things perhaps in our past that we need to address and, uh, and move forward with. Uh, but I do see there's plenty of reasons to be positive and grateful for the work that is happening in the Southern Baptist Convention, for sure. Um, well, 
we'll see what happens. You know, this is just kind of a New Year's uh, kickoff. We'll see what happens. We'll discuss throughout the year news that happens here on the Pollock Podcast uh, within the SBC, and we'll try to do our best to keep you up to date, provide some commentary on things, and help you as you work through those. But um, we'll, we'll kind of wrap that end up now. We're going to talk about something that I think a lot of Southerners have gotten their hands on recently. Uh, I know I bought this. Uh, for a Christmas gift uh, for my wife two years ago, uh, and that would be an air fryer. Uh, you guys, you guys uh, do the air fryer. We like to do air fried wings. We like to throw maybe some sw- frozen sweet potatoes fries in there. We like to do uh, some air fried pork chops. Uh, ours is an Instapot too. Uh, so not only is it, we do get, can do the Instapot, so we like that. We did a nice Mississippi roast last night over some uh, homemade mashed potatoes, which was very nice when it was 28 degrees here in Dallas. Do you guys do the air fryer? We do indeed, and uh, we we just tried it out on some French fries so far. That's all we've used it for since we've opened it. We've really only had one or two meals here at home, and uh, we tried it with the French fries. The best French fries I've ever had at home were absolutely amazing, crispy, perfectly cooked. That that was something when you throw them in the oven, you know, usually if if I was dishing them out, you know, there's the outer edge that was usually a little crispier and, and it's sort of hit or miss. This was one where every single French fry in there was cooked perfectly and I loved it. So I can't wait to throw some other things in it, but we had a great time. Ours is a little small, so we may look at something a little bigger in the future. Uh, but uh, but it's working for us now, and we we are loving it for sure. So if if I had bad theology, I would assume that my ancestors could look down from heaven or look up from hell with disgust and disdain uh, at the fact that not only do I own an air fryer now, but I use it and enjoy it. Um, we had like a convection oven air fryer that we've had for uh, well over a year that we've liked that we've enjoyed, but we got like a legit just air fryer air fryer. I hope got one for Christmas and she tried it a couple times and loved it. And last night I really used it for the first time to do something other than just heating up some tater tots for the kids. I did some chicken wings in it and my mind was, was blown. Uh, it, 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 it was amazing. Uh, it was way better than any I've done in the oven, even with using uh, baking powder or aluminum free baking powder, which crisp up pretty good. Uh, it's like they had been deep fried. Uh, they like they had been baptized in oil and they came out of this air fryer. Um, I love to smoke wings. I love to put wings on the smoker. I think it's a great way to eat them. But, man, those air fryer wings, if you're in a pinch in a hurry, very, very good. I had smoked fried wings today for lunch. You may appreciate that. They're smoked and then fried to crisp them up, and they're amazing. Sounds terribly unhealthy, but also, at the same time, terribly delicious. I would 10 out of 10 try that. Matt, when you want to get the babes, man? Uh, let's go tomorrow. I'm in. Let's go. Yeah, well, I can tomorrow. We've got we've got our first pastor monthly our monthly pastor fellowship tomorrow at Whataburger in Princeton. You were invited to all of them. In fact, I'll go back and, and invite you officially to all of them right here and there. But you are welcome, as is every other pastor in or near us that can come and join us for a wonderful, delicious cheeseburger at the What a Burger. And uh, we're going to be in Princeton this month. We'll be in Anna next month. Then we'll move a little closer to you and uh, in subsequent months. But, but yeah, you're welcome at any of them. Speaking of Whataburger, how's your competition with Bart going? 
uh, well, I don't know. I don't know how he's doing. I know how I am doing. How are you doing? Before Thanksgiving, I was 2.30. Yeah. After Christmas or now after New Year's, I was 2.19. There you go. I'm feeling feeling pretty good that through the holidays, I made that kind of uh, improvement. Yeah. Uh, Net loss of 11 pounds for the holidays is very impressive. As Alan stuffs his face with whatever. whatever. What are you eating right now, Alan? I think we're going to call it supper because I've got a parsonage committee meeting here in a moment. It's uh, Bugles. But at least I'm not inviting the pastors of my association to glorify McDonald's for a pastor fellowship. First of all, I want y'all to hear that. The Parsonage Committee is having a meeting on a Monday night. Uh, that is quite hilarious to me, uh, but I get it. We have a we just have a properties committee, which we have three parsonages, but the properties committee just covers all that. So God bless you. How many committees do y'all have as a church, Alan? I don't know. I'm ex officio a member of all of them except for the pastor church committee. That makes sense. Uh, Matt, how many how many committees do you have at First uh, Farmersville? And I have no idea. Uh, seven, maybe. Yeah, four. It, yeah. And I'm only a member on one of them, so that uh, is a blessing. Well, uh, guys, here's the 2022. Here's the air fried wings. Here's the Matt turning down lunch with me once again that I have tried to go and eat with him. Shocker. Uh, and okay. All right, let's go. Deal. Okay. See you tomorrow. Well, friends, thank you for joining us again for another episode of the Botlet Podcast. I am Jared Cornett. We're so glad that you joined us. Matt, Alan, thanks for being a part of this. Join us next time for some SBC news. Uh, Same Baptist time, same Baptist hour. Stay Baptist, my friends.